I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is the Executive Director of the Center for Creative Arts in Yorkland, Melissa Palacio. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me. So glad to have you here in this capacity. I know you've been on the show before, but let's uh, let's talk about Center for Creative Arts, a very important uh, community arts center in Yorkland. That's correct, uh, yeah. A little bit about the background of Center for Creative Arts. So the center has been serving the community of Yorkland and its surrounding areas for close to 40 years now. We provide our building as a gathering place to come gather, connect, and create. We have year-round classes in visual and performing arts. We also have a very successful 10-week summer camp program that we are so excited is now open for registration for the summer of 2020. We also have private lessons. We are a gathering space for the community. As I mentioned, we have people rent the space, and we also hold some public performances and gatherings there and some other special events. So we're busy uh, very frequently. Now, you also represent a a great uh, use of a repurposed building. Talk a little bit about your facility, its its location, and, and the building itself. That's right. So we're in this lovely uh, old brick schoolhouse. It used to be Yorkland School. It served uh, the local mill families um, back, I believe it was built sometime in the 30s. Um, We took that building over in the uh, early 80s and turned it into a a school of another type for Mm -hmm. um, the Mm -hmm. arts. But Mm -hmm. yes, um, it's a very unique Wonderful building. We enjoy being nestled in the valley there in York Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, we we uh, don't get any cell reception, so sometimes it's a blessing to have this respite of this beautiful place to make art without any distractions. It's it's a beautiful setting with a, a nearby creek that poses its own challenges at time. Which which creek is that? White Clay Creek, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, again, nestled in York Lynn in an area that's undergoing some tremendous change. Uh, which which we'll get to a little bit later. Let's talk uh, a little bit more about some of the the classes that you offer and the the range of students that you serve. Sure. So we are lucky enough to have a wide range of wonderful professional teaching artists who serve students uh, as young as four years old all the way up through adult. So we have great kids classes both after school and on the weekends. We have adult classes running pretty much throughout the week, uh, day and night, and on the weekends as well. We offer ceramics and drawing, painting, and all different kinds of mediums. We offer theater classes for both kids and adults, as well as glass fusion is a really popular one with our adult students at the moment. And... I know there's more. There's so much more. And I forgot. Oh, movement. We have Irish step dancing and um, private music lessons. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a wide there's something for everyone at the Center for the Creative Arts. Now, in addition to classes, you have a quite a variety of public events from art exhibitions to performing arts and and open mic nights. Talk a little bit about uh, those kinds of opportunities for the general public to participate in. Yeah, those are some of my favorite days of the year when we get to open the whole building up to the community, the surrounding community to celebrate some kind of art. Um, For instance, in the beginning of March, March 6th, we are actually hosting the Delaware Fun A Day opening uh, and gallery. So from uh, March 6th, uh, we have 
over 351 artists have signed up for Delaware Fun A Day, and they'll be displaying their work all in and around our building. So we're really excited about that. We also have a member and student show coming up in April, and our other art show is our other gallery art show is the regional show that we have in the fall. We also are a part, uh, really love being a part of the community and uh, one of the planning partners for York Lynn Day. So we all get to celebrate all of those wonderful changes that are happening in York Lynn and all of the really amazing um, things that we have there, including the Marshall Steam Car Museum and the Friends of Auburn Heights, Dew Point Brewery, uh, the state parks. We all get together and kind of throw a big celebration for York Lynn. And that mm-hmm. happens uh, June 7th this year. We also have... Hot Jam Music Festival, which was uh, is a collaboration with Ginger Fox Productions and Dew Point Brewing. We had over 21 artists on three stages last year, and mm. we look to have the same coming this September again. Uh, last year, we were celebrating the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. This year, we're actually mm. celebrating the 35th anniversary of Live Aid. And so we're going to partner uh, probably with some local food banks to bring some awareness to uh, hunger issues in our community and beyond. Then uh, we host the Yorkland Storytelling Festival in October. Mm-hmm. And finally... Was, was that new this year? Was that It was. This yeah. was the first that year the that first they're year. doing it yeah. this past year. So they we're have gonna, storytellers from all, all over incredible. the country. It was incredible. It was absolutely yeah. incredible. It's one of those mediums that you just, you just don't know until you're there mm-hmm. and you experience how powerful the connection with a live storyteller can be. Mm-hmm. It was, it's mm-hmm. really a very special event. And we're so happy to partner with the Yorkland Storytelling Festival because not only do they bring that incredible event to the community, but they got into so many schools and they brought tellers to so many schools the Friday before the event. It was so wonderful to be able to get that art form in front of young people. Mm-hmm. And um, last but not least, in November, we have our annual Artisan Show, which happens the third Thursday of November. It's an incredible event. The entire center is taken over by uh, local artisans. They bring their handcrafted, beautiful artworks, jewelry, paintings, uh, decor, anything and everything you can think of. We had tie-dye this year, which was super cool. Uh, all of it is is gorgeous, handmade, and really wonderful, unique opportunity to get a really cool gift for the holidays. I was going to say what I love about that is you, you can get all of your holiday shopping done there because the the variety of of uh, our art work that is displayed there is just phenomenal. Yeah, so we're we're pretty we're pretty busy. Oh, and every third you mentioned every third Thursday we have an open mic night, mm-hmm. which is. Another incredible opportunity to gather our community, to give local musicians the opportunity to perform. We provide all the backline so you can just bring yourself and come and have and have that experience to be able to perform on stage. Or if you just want to come and sit in the audience, you can get an incredible experience and be exposed to some really cool local musicians. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. got a lot going on. And and for people who aren't familiar with the facility, a lot of your art studios are, are in what were classrooms at one time, mm-hmm. uh, both upstairs and down. And your large performance space is what has sometimes been called a cafe gymnatorium, I believe, right? The yeah. the old uh, gymnasium that was also the cafeteria and also had a stage. That's uh, right. At the one end, yeah. uh, really a, a tremendous, uh, tremendously versatile. A space and you you put it to good use and nestled in in that valley. Let's talk a little bit about uh, 
what what is changing for Center for Creative Arts, what your vision for the future is, and how that fits into all of the changes going on in the valley there with, as you mentioned, you referenced state parks. Right. Yeah. So I really believe in our mission, we talk a lot about um, cre- um, providing all artists of all ages and abilities the opportunity to come to the center and be inspired by art and, and create. So my my idea for the center really and my vision is to really kick the doors open, invite the community in, have people feel like this is a place where they belong, a safe place where they can take artistic risks. Uh, I like to say that we're a community space that has art at its heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love to be able to do that with partnerships. And um, we are we partner with uh, Osher, the Lifelong Learning Institute associated with the University of Delaware to bring in other students. We are working with After the Bell in the Kennett School District and uh, Conrad School. Uh, students are actually coming in to make us a promotional video. Hmm. So any opportunity that I feel like I can have. Uh, we have a CSA who actually we are a drop off site for our community's CSA. I really want people to feel like the center is a place where that they can come and enjoy the arts as well as each other. And so that's really the vision is to hopefully kind of kick those doors open and tell everybody, come on down and enjoy some, enjoy some creativity. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to pursue more of your activities and your outreach, but let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is the Executive Director of the Center for the Creative Arts in Yorkland, Melissa Palercio. Uh, Melissa, uh, I, I know the Center for Creative Arts, in addition to having people come to the center, you also have a number of outreach activities. Could you speak to that? Uh, yes. So we are doing some outreach. We're re- looking currently to reconnect with certain schools. In the past, we have gone into schools and done residencies. I know we have worked with a Ferris um, previously. Our outreach programs, I think, have been uh, taking a little bit of a hiatus, um, but I'm really, really excited mm-hmm. about getting out in the community and getting back into some of our local schools. Uh, I know my uh, my partner in crime, my colleague, uh, Jennifer Hartz, um, and I have been looking uh, to partner with the Delaware uh, School for the Deaf mm-hmm. um, and trying to bring uh, artistic programs to them and potentially bring students to the center. We've also been doing a lot of getting out into the community. You'll notice I have my... Um, exciting camp shirt on today. We've been doing a lot of camp fairs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going out and um, being a community partner for uh, an Earth Day celebration with the Delaware Estuary um, Association. Mm-hmm. So um, our outreach has been uh, limited in the past, but it's part of something that I want to, in the past, I would say immediate past, mm-hmm. but um, it's something I'd like to get us more involved in again as mm-hmm. well. Now, Center for Creative Arts is... Uh a, a community art center. Are you are also a member organization, correct? That's correct. Yes. Could you could you speak to that a little bit? And you know the 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 type of the members that you have, just sort of some categories or or types of artists that are members, and and how they serve you and how you serve them. Absolutely. So. 
it's possible to become a member of CCR. It's at, at multiple levels. You can be a student member. This is mostly for our young people who enjoy our summer camps or our after school and Saturday classes. You can be an individual member. We have working artist memberships as well and senior memberships. So there's a, a family memberships as well. So if you've got a more than one or multiples and everybody wants to come enjoy the center, you can be members. Uh, all of our members are given free admission to our annual artisan show every year. They have uh, the ability to be in our member and student show, which happens in the spring. We have uh, in the past provided members with discounts at local uh, art supply stores, and we look to uh, reopen some opportunities to members. I'm in talks right now, actually, with a teaching artist who's um, a world-renowned watercolorist who is going to potentially offer some uh, members-only workshop classes which we're really excited about. Um, we help our working artist members by putting them on our website. We do feature them. We have a little uh, shop where year-round where you could purchase unique gifts, and we feature uh, our working artist members in that shop. So um, we try to do our best to um, thank our members as they do give us an additional level of support by providing them with either uh, exclusive opportunities or uh, such as the member show or discounts um, as well uh, to thank them for all of their support. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I want to come back to something you referenced earlier, and that's your, your summer camp program. Uh, it is that time of year and maybe getting a little late to start thinking about scheduling your kids for summer camp. I, I, my kids are grown, but I remember we, were, we started this planning uh, very in the middle of winter. Uh, to get this done. Talk a little bit about the structure of your summer camps. Uh, are they week-long, two weeks? Uh, and and how do people uh, find out more about that and you know get their kids involved in your program? Sure. So we provide 10 weeks of camp. You can choose uh, as little as a half day for one week or all full days for all 10 weeks. We provide half and full day as well as extended care as a working mom myself. I know that can be really important to be able to have an early drop off or a later mm -hmm. pickup. And... Um, if students are staying for the full day, they get to have a supervised lunch uh, with us as well. And it's just an incredible opportunity. I started in June last year, right when summer camp was starting. And it um, it was one of those really magical times where the building gets so full of energy and art. Mm -hmm. um, we break our camps up by grade level. So it's rising kindergartners through rising ninth graders. And there are a wide variety of different activities that students can engage in while they're at camp. So anything from exploring ocean art to we have a really cool steam-based pottery class this summer, which is going to be build your own volcano mm. and, and have it erupt, but learn about how those processes work in the actual earth. And um, we're also doing jewelry, other pottery classes, other visual art classes. Um, we tend to do uh, theme-based classes for the younger ones and work on motor skills and color identification, things like that. And then as we get older, we get into more uh, mixed media. And then in the sixth through ninth age range, we do really specialized skills. So landscape drawing or portrait mm -hmm. drawing or um uh, watercolor painting, mm -hmm. more specific skills. Now, for both your summer camp program and your classes throughout the year, you must have a, a significant uh, a pool of, of teaching artists. Where do they come from? 
Really, um, all over the tri-state area, we've got, um, we're very proud to have a lot of local Delaware teaching mm-hmm. artists, as well as some right over the, right over the border there in Pennsylvania. They are, they range, um, we have a teaching artist coming in for the summer who actually has a special education degree and she taught for many years and this is what she retired to do. We have, uh, fine artists who have their master's degrees from some, uh, really great local, uh, universities. We also have, um, like I mentioned before, some uh, watercolor society member teachers, um, other world-renowned uh, teaching artists as well. We've been really lucky to have a, uh, one of our teaching artists has shown at the Whitney several times. So there's a there's really a, a very well qualified, wider range of incredible incredible people. I am so grateful every day to be able to come to work with such great. Uh, talented artists. Mm-hmm. We we talked a little earlier about um, the changes taking place in New Yorkland. I know the state has been involved and in, uh, investing significant time, energy, and and resources into uh, reclaiming some of the the brownfields around the old is at NVF. I think That's the old right. NVF uh, uh, site there. Uh, where does Center for Creative Arts fit into uh, that that uh, reinvigoration of that area and really restoration of those that property for uh, for public use yeah we are really excited to have a great relationship with the state parks they uh, recently uh, took over part of our land to make it a wetland which has actually helped our building significantly mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. in that area as well as they've added all kinds of wonderful paved walking trails and the bridge restoration projects that they've been doing in that area have really attracted more people, uh, which is something we're grateful for because we we want to not be the best kept secret in the valley. We want right. everyone to come and experience uh, what we have to offer. So we love being able to work with state parks. Um, they're great partners for us um, always when we have events. They are, even if they're not directly partnered with us, they're always so helpful with anything we might need. And we're grateful that they're bringing a lot more people to the area. It's They just put this beautiful pavilion up right across from the Dew Point Brewery, which mm-hmm. um, I think is going to get a lot of use this summer So, um, and when it gets warmer outside. Mm-hmm. And I know one of our favorite walking trails uh, to take with our dog is up behind uh, the Auburn Heights uh, mm-hmm. uh, house there. Uh, just some beautiful uh, walking areas and, and the grounds there. Uh, let me ask you this. You you mentioned you were new to Center for Creative Arts this last uh, summer. Uh, I know you come from a background in theater. What have you learned uh, coming into a uh, an organization that is multidisciplinary with a, with a very heavy uh, presentation of the visual arts? I have learned quite a bit, actually, Paul, <laughs> about... Uh, kiln maintenance mm-hmm. and different t- types of paper, watercolor paper, different types of erasers and pencils. But I've I've also learned that um, I'm so used to uh, the collaborative nature of theater mm-hmm. that sometimes uh, visual artists need a little space. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they need what they need and then they need you to leave them alone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which has been really um, it's so fun to learn about other ways that people express themselves and make art. I'm actually participating right now in the Delaware Fun A Day. OK, I've made it to day five. I guess today's day six. So we'll see if it continues. But I'm um, 
I've decided to do the challenge because I really wanted to be able to, like any good actor, you want to get in character, right? Sure. So I wanted to put myself in those shoes and see what it felt like to put myself out there in that kind of a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels very vulnerable and it gave me kind of a new perspective on, I guess, what the, our visual artists experience sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's, been really, it's been really fulfilling experience. I've learned a lot. For our listeners, what is the Delaware Fun-A-Day? Oh, great. Yes. So Delaware Fun-A-Day is um, they challenge uh, Delawareans to make a piece of art every day in the month of February. And then we have a big gallery that Mm -hmm. gets displayed. This year, it'll be displayed at CC Arts. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it it doesn't have to be visual art. It can be uh, music or poetry or um, dance. Um, but typically, it's it's a lot of visual artists participate in the project. Mm-hmm. For our listeners, I neglected to ask you this earlier. How do people find out more information about Center for Creative Arts and all the the programming that you have? That's right. So um, you can always check out our website, which is www.ccarts.org. Um, we encourage you to come down to the center if you're ever in York, Lynn, or Hocassin area and want to just pop by. We love giving tours of the building. Um, or you can always give us a call if there's any questions, and our number is 302-239-2434. And in the 45 seconds we have left, any upcoming events uh, that you want to promote quickly? Um, just come to Fun Day opening reception. See what it's all about. I think it's going to be really cool. And when is that going to be? March the 6th. March 6th. Yep. 5 to 8 is okay. the opening night. Okay, great. And then open mics are how? When, Every when are they? third Thursday. Every third Every Thursday. Every third Thursday. Sign ups at 6.30. Performances start at 7. Okay, great. Well, Melissa Palercio from the Center for the Creative Arts. It's really been a delight chatting with you about uh, all the exciting activities going on in uh, the Yorkland Valley there. Uh, welcome to the center, and uh, thank you for all the great work that you are doing. Uh, uh, you mentioned some great partnerships with Osher Lifelong Learning and some of the schools you're working with. Uh, so I commend you on the work you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you.